Uh, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Morning, Smitty. Let's talk about Premier Dad. Yes. John Horgan. You kids, get off my lawn. Finger wagging. You, these young people are to blame for the COVID surge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some young people are upset. You know, I just spoke to first my first guest on the show this morning was a 19 year old former NDP, NDP candidate. candidate. Yep. He was the youngest candidate for the NDP in the last election. Ran in Kelowna. No hope riding. Like he's a good soldier for the NDP, this young guy. He's mad at Horgan. Horgan's calling him out. And he, he demanded an apology from Horgan this morning, an NDP candidate. Yeah, well, so young people, the counter-argument here is that they are frontline workers. They're in low-paying uh, jobs. By economic necessity, they live in groups. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, we all have our college experiences where we, you know, I lived in a house with six roommates. Uh, that's what you do because you can't afford and particularly in Metro Vancouver and the capital where housing is so expensive. Young people are not going to live by themselves. They're going to live in groups. Um the fact is, since the pandemic began, if you look at the age groupings, the 20 to 40-year-olds have always had a disproportionately high number of case numbers. Well, they're That's, more at risk because of, you know, the jobs that they got. They're well, there's two things. They're more at risk because of, because of their living conditions and the jobs they have, but also they're, they, they're more social. I mean, they that, party. They, well, they party, but they also just they just socialize. I mean, that is the social group. There's more single people there. Um, <clears throat> they get together in groups beyond their households, and that's the risk you run of getting the virus. But the fact is that the number of people in the 20 to 40 has increased slightly in the last five weeks or so, but not huge compared to where we were, say, six months ago. I mean, they've always had a lion's share of the cases. Right. Okay, so why is Horgan calling them out now? Let me play the clip here for you. This is Horgan yesterday calling out young people for COVID. Do not blow this for the rest of us. Do not blow this for your parents and your neighbors and others who have been working really, really hard, making significant sacrifices so we can get good outcomes for everybody. Okay, so do not blow this. One of the things that I thought was interesting was that this was not like an off-the-cuff remark or was unscripted or something. These were in his prepared comments right at the start of the news conference yesterday. Mm -hmm. So this was something that he had scripted, that he wanted to say, that he wanted to say very clearly to point a finger at young people and blame them. Do you think this is backfiring at all? I, I take your point that, you know, obviously there's some evidence that maybe maybe he's right. You know, I took a call from an Uber driver earlier on the show today saying like, hey, I got young people piling in my car all the time asking me to take them to parties. Mm -hmm. Right, so he's so he says the premier's both right. Side, both premier's sides are right. both sides are correct. I mean, the, the young people argue that their economic necessity forces them into a situation that older people aren't um, don't have to experience. I mean, these people don't they have low paying jobs for the most part. Uh, they're living in cramped quarters. So that side of the argument is correct. On the other hand, they do socialize more than just anecdotally. You can tell. I know a lot of young people uh, in my life that do continue to socialize in ways that older people do not. But again, signaling out this group, I mean, this was actually said, if you go back and look at the transcripts of Dr. Henry's news conference, Adrian Dix's news conference, this message was sent back in, in May when we first started to encounter the stats that said, wait a minute, people 20 to 40 have the virus. And the concern back then, if you recall, the concern was these people are contracting the virus in disproportionately high numbers and then taking it back to their grandparents, taking it back to their parents who are potentially more vulnerable. That, I mean, Dr. Bonnie Henry talked about this last summer. This is not a new message, but now it's coming from the premier yeah. in a little more uh, stark tones, I think, than we've, we've heard in the past, that somehow the surge in the last uh, week or so was entirely at the feet of this age demographic, and I don't think the stats necessarily support putting all the blame on that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that the tone of it or the content of what he said is really 
hit the way he wanted it to hit. But but on the other hand, I mean, you had some really good stats on the Global News Hour last night, pointing out that, for example, among people who are 20 to 40, that age cohort, which is effectively who people who Horgan was calling out yesterday, 40 percent of the cases in the current surge that we're seeing, Last right? 3,500 cases, about 41% was that age group, and they represent 28% of the population. Right, okay, so 28% of the population has got 40% of the, ca- mm-hmm. of the cases. So, I mean, that backs up what Horgan's saying. It's disproportionately high. But it hasn't high. really changed for a long time. I mean, it goes up and down up a, a little percent, bit. Or, a percentage point or two, but it's not the actual uh, data shows that we've been in, locked into this demographic situation for some time. It just didn't happen in the last week. It, Bonnie Henry did present a side slide last week that showed uh, in the last month, the biggest increase was people between 20 and 40. The increase was slightly higher than we've seen before, but they've always been the dominant age. Do you think Horgan will walk this back at all? I mean, he's got some people in his own party upset. Well, I think he may, I think he may, as weekly availability, if it, if it is tomorrow, this, this is likely going to come up, and I think he may try to clarify the situation. Yeah, he, he might want to say, look, I'm not pointing the finger at everybody. I'm pointing the finger at young people who are breaking the rules. Like, I, obviously, you know, I've heard from young people who are disappointed because they like we've been trying hard to follow the rules, and now I'm being singled out. Yeah, you know, I, the young people I deal with the most are the cashiers at my supermarket, and they're following the rules, and uh, and good for them, and it's quite impressive to watch them police everybody making sure everybody has masks on scrubbing the bucket the buggies making sure that uh, keeping crowd control i mean they're, they're on the, the front lines they're on the front lines you know, we put them on the front lines but it's the people who gather and, we, and then parties. we put them we put them on the front lines to do these jobs right mm-hmm. go make my, go make my chicken wings in the pub okay punch my lift ticket at the ski hill you're on the front line but now you're but by the way when we give out the vaccine we're going to put you at the back of the line. <laughs> so this is like some of the. This is another thing I'm hearing from young people. You put us on the front line, where the riskiest well, there, jobs there, are. There, but then it was the vaccine. You put us at the back of the line. Well, the front line. There's a whole bunch of front line workers are getting the vaccine. There's a whole bunch of grocery store workers who are young kids are going to get the vaccine before you and I. Okay, let's talk about the restrictions that came down yesterday. Let's have a listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry yesterday. We need to take these steps to continue to protect those we love and those we don't know. We need a circuit breaker to stop this virus now. We all have a choice. We have a choice to stay safe, to put our loved ones, our friends, and ourselves at risk, or to protect them. Making exceptions or bending the rules gives this virus the edge it needs and makes it that much harder to get to those brighter days ahead that our immunization programs and our efforts together promise. Okay, so the the new restrictions, the major ones are there is no indoor service in bars and pu- yep. pu- pubs and restaurants. Yep, that's a big one. Um, the re- uh, in person relig- uh, in person religious services yep. also. You know, this was kind of a you know just a few days ago she was saying that she was going to allow this to start up again. Now they've taken it, taken it back. Yeah, and it was just going to be four days uh, yeah, okay. within a prescribed period of time. Yeah. Uh, no, this is uh, not entirely. Whistler surprising. shut down. That's huge. Whistler shut down uh, again. Why that wasn't? I mean, the question came up earlier um, a few weeks ago. Why isn't Whistler? Why is Whistler so open? I mean, the numbers were surging. Whistler contact tracing again uh, has revealed that a whole bunch of the cases in Vancouver Coastal and Vancouver. Island and Fraser 
can be traced back to people going to Whistler. And again, not from skiing, but from apres Parties. Uh, uh, well, go, even going to restaurants. I mean, Dr. Money yeah. Henry yesterday said they sent an inspection team up to Whistler last weekend and discovered that uh, in a number of restaurants, people were breaking the rules uh, to a significant significant degree. So not entirely surprising. This. When I saw the case number of 803 average that is a huge number. That's a seven-day rolling average. That's up 200 in one week. So this uh, this tidal wave has been yeah. this tsunami has been building for some time. So it's not a surprise we saw. In fact, these, this order is supposed to expire April 19th. I'll be surprised if it's not extended. Some of the criticism, though, is that this is too late. That we just finished spring break. Why would you not have done this before mm-hmm. spring break or shutting down Whistler now? Hang on a minute. I mean, we, there were emergency room doctors up in Whistler back in December and January saying that we're seeing COVID cases show up in the emergency room from people who are out of town and saying, please shut down travel. And, and Bonnie Henry said, no, we're not going to shut down Whistler travel. Whistler put up a pretty big pushback against any attempt to shut them down. Um, right. there, was a, there was lots of high-end, high-level talks, but Whistler was really adamant that they could not shut down. It was... Entire town was dependent upon them. Now it's coming at the tail end of the season, so that the impact's going to be less. But They're still, still shocked up there, though. Oh, yeah. No, the Mayor Jack Crompton, we talked to him last night, yesterday yeah. afternoon. He's um, he's quite uh, taken aback by this yeah. this move. And again, I think it's going to go beyond April 19th, because okay. we're talking a little more than one incubation period. We don't go from 800 cases to Because this is three weeks, they said, right? But yeah. it'll go longer. Well, maybe, I don't see maybe. how we go from 800 cases a day in three weeks down to what's more acceptable. Is it 200? Is it 100? In three weeks? I can't Could be that. longer. All right, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief, Global News. Baldry's beat. Your calls to him. Let's go to your calls right now. Coral in North Van. Hi. Hi. How are Hi you? I'm good. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, I mean, I know that John Horgan probably didn't mean to come off the way he did, but I hate being lumped into this category. I'm 36 years old. I'm a mental health community outreach worker who hasn't been vaccinated yet. And my clients are basically my bubble besides my son and my, my husband. Like, mm-hmm. I don't go out. I haven't seen my parents in months. So... Do you think, though, do you think, though, that I think that's great that you're following the rules and this is I'm hearing from a lot of young people are saying the same thing. But do you think there is some partying still going on among younger people? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I just hate being put in that category. Like, you know, I don't I won't even go to a park with my kid if I see more than like one other kid there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, thank you, thank you, Carl, for the yeah, call. First, I think it's the younger uh, bracket of that age cohort is probably who Oregon's talking about. Even though the statistics lump the two of them in together, but it'll be interesting. I think he has his weekly availability either Wednesday or Thursday. This think he'll be up. asked about it? Uh, well, he'll be asked about it. We'll so. see. I think the, so. See if his tone changes. Okay, Edwin in Kelowna. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hi. I have a comment and a question, and the comment is: I don't think they've done enough in bc and i think this is just the tip of the iceberg to get this under control it's, it's going to have to get a lot more serious like they need to shut the airlines down completely and stop this that's what i think the other question is and i'm, I'm more confused than ever right now the current covid vaccines that we have are they effective against any of the variants covids that uh, that are coming out Will it do anything okay. for the variants? 
Thank you for the call. Yeah, so the science on that is changing, uh, but they are considered to be effective. Pfizer and Moderna are considered to be, and AstraZeneca are thought to be effective against uh, at least the UK variant. But the Brazilian variant is still um, very much a, a bit of a question mark there. Again, the, the science is still evolving on this. But right now, the assumption is that it, they are effective, but whether they're as effective against uh, as they are against COVID-19 is another question. And the variant is the big concern here. And as you pointed out on the news hour last night, like if you take a look, even among young people who are getting disproportionately high number of cases, they're also getting disproportionately high number of variant cases. Yeah, so right. the, the median age of the Brazilian variant in BC of uh, the cases we got in Brazil, not a lot. So again, hesitant to draw too many conclusions from a low a number of data, but uh, the, the age there is 27. Right, the, yeah. That's the median age. The yeah. median age for the UK variant in BC, and the numbers are starting to get up there, uh, approaching 2,000 now, is 35. This is what the government's worried about, right? I mean, is that partially explain why Horgan put the, yeah, put the, the hammer down? The, the concern is that the younger cohort are going to start getting the variants in greater yeah, numbers because right. they got COVID-19 in greater numbers, and they, they could be pay a more severe outcome as a result of getting the variants, okay. and that's the concern. Steve in Coquitlam. Hey, Steve. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, Good. Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Horgan on this one because you know what? There, uh, the younger, um, every you know, the younger kids that are in the malls. Like I have to take my wife to uh, Coquitlam Center once in a while to London Drugs. The kids are not wearing masks. They're not. It's not being reinforced. And every everybody's saying, "Oh, we have to reinforce this, reinforce that." Where is it? I mean, we be coming down the escalator. And I'm telling a kid to back up one step to protect my wife. You know, meanwhile, another one is trying to get around me. I literally checked him against the side of the wall of the, uh, of the, of the escalator to keep him away from my wife, saying, keep back. Uh, this is really frustrating. You know, they keep saying, enforce it, enforce it. I don't see any enforcement. What are we going to do hmm. about that? Thank you for taking my okay. call. Okay, Steve, thanks for the call. Well, well, if you're in a mall, that's an indoor public space. You should be wearing a mask. I have to say, I've n not encountered for weeks now anyone not wearing a mask in a public setting. I mean, people... Well, I haven't gone into a mall for no, weeks, yeah. but... Well, I've, I've gone into the mall it's where I get my hair cut, and uh, again, everybody's wearing a mask. What was it like in there? Like, I had a buddy of mine... Really empty. buddy of mine who runs a restaurant said to me, like, they're shutting me down, but these malls are like a gong show. Well, the, like the one mall I go in here every few weeks is not a gong show. It's sparsely okay. populated, and everybody's wearing a mask. Let's go to Ken and Langley. Hey, Ken. Hi. Um, Hi. Yeah, John Horgan's got foot-in-the-mouth disease for throwing every, all the young people uh, under one big, heavy, wet blanket. Um, I think it was the wrong, inappropriate, and uh, not uh, factual in a lot of ways, the way he put it. It, it mm. doesn't come off sounding factual, but... I think what what he's done now is by doing that, he's putting everybody in an adversarial position now. We shouldn't be doing this at this late, uh, at this stage of this uh, pandemic. Um, if well, well, is he putting, blame, is he, no, let, can I say, yeah, that? go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the person that needs to take the blame is the person that's sitting back and listening to this uh, adversarial situation going on in society is Justin Trudeau. I know you might not like me to say this again, but he's the one that's causing us to get all ramped up. Everybody's wanting to get on the vaccine train. And I can remember Linda Steele playing comments on her show. I forget who it was who, keep, who says, um, we have a three-quarters of a billion-dollar budget, our federal health ministry had. And should okay. they have been ahead of the game with the vaccines? 
Yes, and he thank you, thank you, Kent. No, thank you, you can't Kent. blame Harper government for thank this. You, thank, right. you, yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of hindsight uh, and finger pointing going on. It has been since the beginning of the pandemic, but uh, right. But now, do you think Horgan is setting people against each other, like the caller says, or has he started a conversation that needed to be had? Ten seconds. Well, it's a good point. I mean, I, again, it's a tenor we, uh, he struck that we haven't seen. Uh, recently. He got people talking. And he's got people talking, okay. but uh, again, unfair to lump everyone in the same basket. Thanks, Keith. All right.